I bet you thought we were dead with this layoff. Thought we got whacked. Oh! And we're back. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Going to listen to us yap like six barbers. But that's a good thing in these earpods. Yeah. You know it's a surprise we wake up every day. Wake up every day screaming. Not this again. Oh. Wow. How about that? We are back. Back again. It has been a little bit of time, but such yeah. is life. We are, we apologize that, but you know. Shit going on. A- as I've said on many of these episodes that we have done, things always come up. We're always planning to try and get together sooner than what actually ends up happening. We've had this one in the tank for a, li- uh, for a while, actually. But it's kind of fitting because this is a flashback episode a here. Flashback. By the going way. back in time. By the way, I am Tyler. He is. Dan. And how are you doing, Dan, yeah, Sir Not Dan? Don, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I think today, you, think I'm today, the you, yeah, today, Ooh, today, you should yeah. be Don. I'm in my fucking feel of a law here. Oh, looking you know, like a feeling, king. Feeling a little cozy, you know. These do? fucking cold days coming. But uh, how you doing? How you doing? Yes, we are, as we said, about to go down the rabbit hole of the different multitude of flashbacks throughout the show um there are quite a bit and uh we think we got all of them for you definitely got most of them if anybody catches one that we missed be sure to tell us how stuna we are and tell <laughs> us which uh flashback it is that we missed but there are uh, they kind of vary some of them are really short really quick don't mean a whole lot some of them play a you know a pretty integral role in an episode or you know an arc uh, if you will. Oh, where's my arc, Polly? And uh, we're going to go over it all. Yeah, going to hit them all. And it actually comes right yeah. out of the gate. And uh, yeah, we've uh, we mentioned this one before when speaking of the pilot in season one, I believe. But uh, Melfi and Tony's first sessions with Melfi are in a flashback format, if you will. Basically, he's talking... Uh, about the morning of the day of his panic attack. Mm-hmm. And he starts going through with uh, going to the pool, his wife, his kids, obviously, the Schwoyatel, the uh, ducks in the pool. And, uh, yeah, then he goes on with his day, goes on to uh, meet up with Christopher. Oh, yeah. Go paying a visit to Mahaffey. Had, had, a little, had a little tummy ache. <laughs> He was being brave on his way to work. <laughs> his mom said he shouldn't have even come in today. Yeah. Needed some thumbs. But yeah, yes, it continues with uh, the, uh, the Mahaffey scene. That's also part of the flashback. Um, Had some coffee. <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> Honestly, I think... It's like a great intro to that uh, to that part of the flashback. The, mm-hmm. coffee, the flash to the coffee dropping on the floor. His, just... his, the look on his face when he says we had some coffee. And really, everything about that scene is so, is so great. Mm-hmm. Christopher, the way, the way he's getting... The way he's running around, the way he's complaining about the car is pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, defi- definitely yeah. one of the great moments. Yeah. Some humor within the flashback, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I'd mentioned this, uh, I think, previously when we talked about this. Some people didn't like that uh, 
talk over kind of flashback i guess that tony like talking it out you know it happening and then kind of that back and forth kind of thing which um obviously it didn't really do that as it went on maybe uh slightly and maybe down neck or so something like that yeah but we'll get to that right but uh, i i think that that kind of um is a part of the the idea or um for that pilot i think it worked so well but like but for some reason people some people at least when we had mentioned it on the twitter sphere had uh some problems with it right i i think it's like it's part of the the idea that david chase you know always talks about that he thought it was it really was gonna end up being a movie yeah uh, i think that fits kind of more in a movie than it than it does for a pilot even though i don't think it doesn't fit but i think more people would seem it would find it to be uh, a little bit more natural in yeah. a movie format i think it was definitely um a good way to set up all that information too right for melfi and and we had mentioned in the also in the family tree episode mm-hmm. well i i yeah in the tree and wind episode right uh, uh, the uh, yeah, like the whole family tree idea of him mentioning all his family mm-hmm. in this flashback. Right when he sees Junior and Livia, also th- those are part of the flashbacks as well. So a big chunk of of the pilot. Eventually, towards the you know later on towards the episode, you know the end the the last barbecue where they they finish off the episode and some of those, you know Junior and uh, Livia driving over to Tony's house. There definitely are big chunks of the episode that are not a flashback, but. Uh, yeah, definitely everything that we see portrayed in front of us from what is explained in the session from, uh, Tony and Melfi is, is all a flashback and right. I, I, I enjoyed it in, um, you know, I, I've spoken about a few times that I'm a, you know, been to therapy and a big mental health fan. So from the very beginning, just seeing him in the therapy that, therapy there <laughs> in the therapy, <laughs> therapy chair there. i i was totally totally hooked so i'm kind of maybe a little bit biased from that perspective but i thought it was a good way to kind of uh intro like yeah. you say some of the things that they're talking about yeah i thought it was an effective flashback for sure oh yes and then moving on to uh one of the bigger flashbacks mm-hmm. I, I think in the show which uh or lengthier i guess maybe i guess uh bigger i guess uh that's subjective i guess big central part of the episode but it, it, or, you it's know, definitely big uh, it's, it's some big info it's some big uh, look into tony's past as a child with uh, olivia and johnny boy and janice and barb the whole gang the whole gang in newark um but um right so uh it actually well oh i kind of jumped ahead actually for, um there's the uh febby flashback actually first Right. Right. Um, the, um, I kind of have it a little bit out of order there, but... I think, right? When uh, when he's sitting in... Uh, they're talking... When, when he, they're laying in the bed with... When Carm and Tony are laying in bed. Right. And they're talking... Right, yeah. And he's uh, asking Carm if uh, he thinks AJ knows about what's going on uh, with the business. And then Carmella asks Tony... Or Carmella tells Tony that he... That meadow definitely knows right. and he kind of has that flashback kind of popping in and out and it's a literal flash um that's i think it's one of the more literal flashback because right. it's cutting in in uh, no better way to put it than in flashes mm-hmm. so it's like uh which i feel is um and we're so talking about the scene of when meadow was asking tony you know are you in the mafia yeah it's like are you in <laughs> yeah it's like the mafia the mafia <laughs> 
very uh very cut uh into the scene which uh another thing we only really see in that instance and again i don't think we see something like that throughout the rest of the show yeah in that effect right Right. Uh, i think it's um also such as like with the pilot the effectiveness of using a flashback i think that felt like the most real or realistic uh flashback to me Mm -hmm. um like when you flash back in your mind to something, I feel like you don't get too much of like a long scene, like a full scene, like how you right. get some of these ones. You just get little flashes, a, a literal flash. So I thought that was very, some, yeah, very well done, very realistic feeling. Right, and, yeah. and also um, it's uh, it's in a different color too. Mm-hmm. It's in a little uh, off, uh, it's a, not like, like a little not black almost. and white. Yeah. It's, it's like a bluish, like a... Right. Kind of weird, off blue color, you know, like opaque, opaque. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh, your mama. It's not the uh, sepia, right? The uh, some 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 one of those those weird, uh, you know. But it's definitely like an offish, colorless kind of right drained of color Mm -hmm. kind of feel to it, which I guess you know definitely emphasizes that flashback feel. And uh, yeah, Uh, although it's brief, it's. I think it's a pretty strong one, definitely up there. And um, later we get to the bigger, the one though, the um, the which is I guess people just call it like the down neck flashback. That's mm-hmm. I feel like that's the bigger flashback. The going back to nineteen sixty seven, I believe. I believe. I believe it's around the Newark riot times. That was sixty seven. Mm-hmm. Believe right, and of course we're talking about. Uh, tony in uh and with with livia and johnny boy and johnny boy is taking janice down to the uh well at at this point in the flashback we're not quite sure where he's taking janice and tony's not sure and he wants to go and he starts arguing with livia how come janice can go and it's because janice does what she's told and tony keeps arguing and we get uh the pretty infamous I'm going to stick this fork in your eye, <laughs> which uh, uh, really catches Melfi's attention and doesn't catch his Tony's attention. And that's that's a little piece of insight into, you know, his world, the therapeutic experience of like a kind of an eye opening of, oh, wait, that's not normal. Right. Not every kid right. is threatened oh, to get his eye poked out. Oh, right? Your mother never threatened you like that? Come on. <laughs> no, that's that's love. <laughs> that's 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 how we show love around here but um eventually he sneaks down there he sneaks down to the amusement park he sneaks into the sneaks uh the in trunk, the, in the trunk of, right? of the car which is which is pretty great <laughs> this is pretty good yeah and sneaky, uh sneaky tony and uh he witnesses the horror of uh johnny boy jr and uh the rest of the guys there mickey sasso takes takes one right to uh I'm mixing it up with the movie. He takes one to the knee to in the, the show knee. and the gut in the movie. And the right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He definitely takes it to the knee because he's running on <laughs> he's running on like the benches. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Right. And uh, that's because no, what... he had. Yeah. Because they mentioned something with his, his knee limp or something. Yeah. He didn't right. walk right. Right. Like that. Yeah. And I should mention we at this point we had already seen uh, when Tony was uh late to the school bus and he had to try and go i guess he was walking or i don't know if he's trying to get to t- a different bus whatever exactly it was or he's trying to get back i think right yeah he takes take it some other route, route. yeah because i don't know exactly what yeah it was like a weird 
He's he's right? trying yeah. to get to school somehow. I don't know if he's walking, he's finding a different bus that he's got to take, but uh, upon doing this is when he sees uh Johnny Boy and uh and Junior meet up with Rocco and beat that booty on the street with the, <laughs> with the flower pot. Oh, oh, the, so I we had already seen this. I'm thinking of the uh, later when when um Right, I I'm, I kind of lost I'm sorry. I, I got jumbled up in the flash. I flashed back too far. Yeah, no, I, I I skipped it, and then I also skipped it in the little notes that we got here. So I wanted to rearrange. No, good. There. Yeah, uh, Rocco. Yeah, right. Beat, beat up Rocco. Give him a good uh vicious beating to right. say the least. Which I will say again, and then I've mentioned it before. I do find it interesting. We got Rocco Alatore. We got Rocco DeMeo. They both got their asses handed to them. I just find it kind of funny. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. not the some, same Rocco. Some about Rocco and the Sopranos. If that's your name, you're going down, bow, kick, but Rocco, you're getting rocked. Yeah, oh, bada bing, we'll be here all night, kids. Yo, uh, back to the flashback we go, and yes, yeah, so Tony sees uh, Johnny Boy get arrested, and eventually we see the the rest of it kind of playing out when he's back at back at the house and seeing Johnny Boy come home with the ice cream. He's got what is it? The cherry ice cream? The cherry vanilla ice cream? Cherry, cherry lemon? Che- some with cherries. He, 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 yeah, he he he's got the ice cream. That's that's all we know. Uh, Waco is uh is cheering Tony on or is cheering Johnny Boy on from from his balcony, which Melfi finds pretty interesting. Tony, Go, Rocco. <laughs> we're gonna stick it to him, Johnny. Good all right, Rocco. All right, Rocco. <laughs> and uh, then later. In that session, we see the uh, the finality of the flashback uh, when um, Tony is talking about when June or when Johnny Boy and Livia were talking about the uh, business opportunity that <laughs> Rocco has up in Vegas. Right. And uh, this is our chance to get into something on the ground floor, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But uh, of course, Livia does not want this to happen, and she says she'd rather suffocate them than allow them to uh, be taken off to Vegas. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, we see a very frightened Tony kind of uh, hiding with his little, like, kind of, he's got like a stuffed bunny he's and got stuff, a little, like, uh, yeah, little stuffed a, animal there. It looked like a particular one, uh, that little, or like a monkey maybe or something. Yeah, maybe one of yeah. those sock monkeys. Something like that, yeah. It looked like one of those. Like I feel like I've seen that before. Like it was a, uh, with like a Raggedy Ann type. Uh, you know, like one of those. Yeah, because it common, was definitely kind of, yeah, kind of tethered and whatnot. But yeah, so down neck, like you said, definitely one of the. Uh, also, I was gonna say because um, sorry to kind of jump. Right sorry to flash. Throat. Sorry to flash back and flashback <laughs> here. Oh, go ahead. But, uh, it started means. out, I believe. He's the flashback initiates because he's right. He's popping the Prozac, but it's a uh, White Rabbit by Jefferson right. Airplane Plane Playing. Right. Which uh, one pill makes you large and one pill makes you small. The lyrics. Right. That's goes. when he sees Johnny Boy and Junior. And that's when it kicks in, right? Because right. that song came out the uh, same year, '67, I believe. So it's like there you go. And then Tony later, when he's mentioning to Melfi, this he says, "Oh, I was thinking of a uh, song White Rabbit." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, "Yes," and then kind of brings back to. Uh, Brings it into the conversation of his therapy session there. Right. But nevertheless, definitely a uh, a fan favorite episode. And I think the flashback plays a big part in it. I, I think also there's a lot of um, kind of emotional strength in this episode when because you're, you're hitting on family stuff and 
and uh root issues mm -hmm. root causes thing, yeah. things of that nature definitely seeing the way livia acted towards him as a kid especially right. and johnny as well you know it's a big breakthrough uh, for tony he that he doesn't quite realize yet but he's he thinks it's very common he right. th or he thinks it's that's his family that's what's part right. of his it's no big deal he thinks it's supposed to be maybe part of his upbringing and Right. And doesn't, again, that's doesn't the, see it as a problem. That's a huge part of the therapeutic process for a lot of people, for most people, is realizing what you went through is not normal or that's not, quite, you know, a, a lot of people, sometimes what you went through is, you know, so terrible and traumatic that you don't have to learn that lesson. I think it's pretty obvious. Right. Uh, but for other people, you can have a whole set of issues that come through, you know, your environmental upbringings and, th and things you went through that you just thought yeah we know whatever that's how it was you didn't realize that you were kind of set up for some bad habits there mm -hmm. yeah. so definitely a fan favorite as we said and we don't see another flashback until towards the end of season two episode 10 and bust out and this is uh when uh, the very beginning of the, or not the very beginning but yeah, yeah, that very beginning of the episode, Tony's in the mall, mm -hmm. and uh, the little kid is uh, screaming for his mommy, and it's really mommy. kind of perverse and funny and messed up, but he gets the flashback of Matthew Bevilacqua uh, sitting in the chair with Tony, screaming for his mom, yeah. right before Tony and Puss uh, have uh, Matthew meet, meet his maker. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely some, uh, you know, powerful... Uh, what is it? Uh, like kind of juxtaposition there. That's a, yeah, exactly. What I was going for yeah. Um, and I, that, what do you think Tony's kind of thinking there? Because I, I always go back and forth. Like, is he just thinking of the moment? Is he feeling terrible about? I think he's feeling a little guilt because yeah, it's like you know this kid screaming out for his mother before he kills him. And then he sees you know, it's uh, it's similar to another one we'll get to. I think um, a few later, uh, which we'll get to, but um. I'll mention back to this, but um, yeah, it gives a similar vibe um, to a later flashback that that we'll mention. But it's it's this seeing that uh, a you know another person through, right? You know through, like he's looking at this kid and he's seeing Bevilacqua happens again in another flashback. We'll talk about, but uh, yeah, moving on from there, we got Mister Ruggiero's neighborhood. I always think it's. Ruggiero's. I don't know why. I, was, I always want to put that I like earlier. Mm, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah. We got the Gigi Killing Pats. Uh, Patsy. Philly. Philly Spoons. Parisi. Spoons. Here you go, you big mouth fuck. Bang! Yeah, Bang. that. that, I, that your eardrum. Yeah, really. I mean, jeez. They, <laughs> they really want to, like, encapsulate the fact that they're in a car with that one. And they. they they do that quite well. Yeah. But another well-placed flashback. Um, I think at this point, it's also maybe done kind of in part to they're trying to. So for, for me, what I label this one is, is like this one and actually the next one we get to, I, I call this like a gut punch flashback. Like it really kind of gives you like a gut punch kind of feeling like, He's sitting across from his brother. That's, his, you know, his brother's killer or whatever, right? And uh, he's got a feeling he knows it, and he's looking at him just, like, thinking back to it. Like, uh -huh. oh, fuck, like, yeah, he, he fucking knows. Like, uh, 100%. Like, 100%. It's just, they're kind of just looking, just, this 
kind of connection and, through the eyes that they're just you know and i think it's also done very creatively in a in a way to kind of introduce that no this isn't philly this is patsy now we decided yeah. we're bringing him back he's right, the twin right. brother you have to deal with it shut yeah. the fuck up <laughs> and take it he's got glasses <laughs> and david Ch- david chase even said i and i think it was a talking sopranos episode he even said that they regretted killing right. off philly and they yeah. decided they were just like all right screw it you get one twin per series <laughs> and then we're, we're, we're pulling the card here and we're bringing him back yeah so i think that was a good way for the the show to kind of creatively explain that for viewers who might have been confused or you know even maybe not confused about who he was like wait didn't we already see him but at this point in the show uh you're meeting you've already started to meet a lot of different characters and you weren't people weren't really used to that at this point in time with tv and still even today they've used it for even today's standards they've used a ridiculous <laughs> amount of cast that oh, it's yeah. just like your first watch or two you're like who is that who is that and mm-hmm. you meanwhile you've seen him on your screen for like 30 episodes but there's yeah. so many people coming and going and little scenes and little well, lines and you know it's surprising a lot of people recognize um Vito, you know as he, right. he's the gino character right. in the in the bakery in first season and then obviously brought back as Vito, but uh a lot of people realize like oh wait he was in here earlier. yeah was a different character yeah. it's like i'm surprised so many people catch that because it's like it's a very subtle very small moment uh-huh. pretty small moment I yeah like but i guess he's a you know like one for me particular that, looking guy that they people recognize right himself. right put it nicely one for <laughs> one for me that i did. <laughs> I was talking about just address the elephant in the room here kids but <laughs> but oh, for, for me one of those characters that kind of what i'm talking about where i forget and i don't realize and i wasn't until like a second or third watch was eugene i didn't really realize the first time that he was in it for as long as he was as he was in it because yeah. it's not until season six where he really gets a chunk gets like a, a big time big to, chunk time to shine for one episode right <laughs> but, but then I'm, as i rewatch, i'm like how do it's, i miss that he's the one who cracks yeah. paulie jr at the construction yard because yeah because yeah. there's just so many faces and everybody's got two names and people aren't <laughs> on the screen for long and oh, it's easy to lose track yep yep easy to lose track we do then get a second flashback in uh, season three, right in the next episode. Yeah, and in, this um, what is it? Prosha, la, Prosha Lavushka. Prosha Lavushka. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess sure. Sounds good. Prosha Lavushka. <laughs> okay. Anywho, what did that? What was it supposed to mean? Uh, something little Livia. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be S- too much sleep, of a sleep, Olivia. Yeah, it's like something yeah, like rest that. Rest easy, little Olivia. Yeah. Something like that. Peace, yeah. little Olivia. Something like that. Yeah. But this is um, a. F- I, I kind of really enjoy this flashback because Artie is my uh, Artie's my guy. He he is my one, my muse. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel that as well. Definitely got with the with the hair though. You know, <laughs> we, we got the hair. But uh, right. right. Artie has the flashback of uh, Livia telling him that Tony started the fire. Oh, aren't you, uh, aren't you mad that he started the fire? <laughs> oh, uh, the the look on his face in the scene when Livia tells him, and then back when he's in the kitchen is and, so great because this just is so where I'm talking about that that particular gut punch right. of a flashback. This one for me is like probably one of the bigger ones definitely one of my favorites too um 
I don't know if it definitely ranks up there. If it's not my favorite, it's definitely my second favorite. But we were just talking before, you know, like uh, we started this. Uh, what's what's our favorite ones out of all of these? You know, because so many flashbacks, as you can tell so far. But yeah, definitely sat up there for me. Love Artie is his, his face at that moment. You know, definitely right. a distraught looking Artie and ready to, uh, you know, Smacks give him. a. He's got a story to tell. Uh, yeah, Everybody's man. in there telling stories. <laughs> I got a butte. I was going to say, it's not part of the flashback, but that whole, so tone, she's dead. That, that's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite Artie He's like kicking scenes. the garbage. He's just like, clean that up, Artie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when he storms in and... Um, Christopher's in the middle of what he's saying, or rather, Carmela starts going off, and then you know he does he loses his opportunity, and uh, Charmaine, the way she's just like our new pastry chef, Bobby Vasquez. (laughs) (laughs) It's from it's from our new. It's just so much subtle comedy in that scene. Besides the obvious comedy of that scene with Christopher and everything going on with Janice, the guy on the stairs who comes down (laughs) or goes down and back up, he's like, "Oh fuck this, (laughs) fucking shit!" Oh man, what gold! But uh, what gold? And they even talk about the a lot of the not to cut you off, but a lot of actors talk about how they were cracking up on set. What not even in the middle of scenes, but just something about everyone being together in the atmosphere and oh i can imagine that was a difficult scene i mean just christopher's whole thing but actually just uh going back to yeah, uh charmaine Catherine narducci's uh uh her face there too in that saying that line like she looks like kind of like <laughs> such a worried like yeah uh like kind of like nervous to like you know going and say like played that perfectly and um yeah it just has that humorous feel to it mm-hmm. so uh so well done Genius and um episode. yeah but uh just a yeah particular gut punch if you will of a of a flashback and it's just so unbelievable i know we're getting a little off topic but it's just so unbelievable how funny a show can be that's not a comedy and it's just like no it's a comedy it's a comedy <laughs> what are that, you kidding that is that episode is an absolute comedy sketch it's yeah. <laughs> um yeah it goes on man that one's yeah we definitely and, uh, we, we get a bunch in season three i was three. just gonna say just you get one here one yeah. two and three yeah yeah there you go unfortunate son episode three and another kind of big chunky fruity meaty if you will <laughs> a flashback go. <laughs> oh of course we have uh tony's going to livia's house when he's supposed to be trying to help out svetlana with the leg and he really re- he realizes leg Oh, he got roped into L A Y G by Janice. Leg. <laughs> or it could be uh, I, there's multiple probably. Yeah, could, of that. could be uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But yes, of course, uh, Irina just kind of ropes Tony in there and tries to, you know, just just wants to see him, you know, rub his face in the fact that she's doing well now. So she says. And he's like, all right, I don't have any time for this. Let me really <laughs> grab some ghoul and gab a ghoul hit the road. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't quite happen the way he would like it to because when he's going to the fridge, that's when he has a flashback of... Just uh, uh, something I realized here because um, Svetlana says it's her, it's your mother's uh, deliv- your, right, her delivery. Right, the weekly coming. order. Right. So Which she's getting gab a ghoul. 
And she was told to not eat the gabagool. It's oh, nothing but nitrates. fat and nitrates, oh, Grandma. She don't God listen. Damn it, Livia. She don't freaking listen. But yes, of course, we see... She should have laid off the gabagool. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's what we do here. Tony, we see him, uh, the flashback he has to Johnny Boy, uh, cutting off old man Satriel's pinky in the back room for uh, not paying up the debts, not trying to back you you're trying to back talk me now because <laughs> he's got what what does he got like uh i forget what he says such a small amount of money for now he's like he's got he must be 35 40 dollars a meat out there so yeah. something like that <laughs> and he's just naming all the things that that he's got special and specifically he for, says for the cab- like well he says the cabagol he says he says it more right true to the name mm-hmm. so you know for you for you uh there. you know People love to, you know, rag on the gabagool mm-hmm. pronunciation. Mm-hmm. There it is for you. So, yes, continuing on, that's, you Sorry. know, so we see the no of Ken. You know, if I was do. continuing, you were continuing. No, that's what we do. We both continue. We both continue. So, uh, yes, he sees the pinky get cut off. Johnny Boy yells at him, and that's kind of the end of the flashback for that I Told you stay in, in the time. car. Bang. And that's the end of the flashback and then later on he goes he sees melfi he's kind of talking about this and uh he kind of continues the flashback from there on out and he talks about well first he starts talking about how he always uh you know uh oh no i'm sorry i was mixing up down neck about how he was proud of being johnny boy's son mm-hmm. but yeah so he's, <laughs> he's talking about what he was uh seeing there and he then goes back to the flashback when johnny boy's talking about how he's proud and he should give him uh i should give you the belt anthony for what you did you didn't you disobeyed your father i should give you the belt for that <laughs> that was right that's when he's he's reading the newspaper right there right. and that's right. where you come like, here come here yeah. See, that scene it's like such a weird scene because it's like you kind of you get like an uneasiness feeling for mm, tony like right. you know you feel uneasy for him like because like, that kid actor plays it very well he's got oh, that yeah. very childish like nervousness i don't know what's gonna happen here right am i in trouble I, right. you, know, I, you know i didn't stay in the car he's mm-hmm. like no you handled that pinky cutting off well tony <laughs> kids your age they can't handle a pinky cutting <laughs> off like that they'd run out of there screaming like a little girl I think not, you. <laughs> not you not you to me and uh then they break off they go let's go have some dinner huh? <laughs> cut into the meat and uh this is where it all comes to fruition uh that livia is a fiend for the meat mm-hmm. she loves like oh the, see so the gabagool there you go she loved she loved it till the death yep and she loved uh, that meat of course johnny boy and livia they start getting a little frisky in front of the kids in the <laughs> kitchen as he's starting to cut the juices, which is really like, it's like, come on, David Chase. This is not like, this is HBO at night here all of a sudden. <laughs> this is HBO after dark. When did we get this? Lady likes her bone in. And, uh, yeah, and then there you go. Smack. Tony hits the floor. And uh, that is, that's the first panic attack he has, correct? Uh... Because I don't believe he has one in, in the Down Neck episode, so I, th- I think this is the first one that he has. Is that the very first one? It, um, I'm trying to think. Wasn't there another one he mentions, too? Of uh, Or I'm thinking of maybe... Oh, I'm thinking of Hesh saying Johnny Boys, because uh, if Johnny right. Boy passes out, right. he's, he's got the panic attack, too. 
Um, and then he mentions the one that kept him from meeting up with Tony B. Right, right, right. So I think but I the, think this yeah, was no, the first no, no. This one. was definitely an earlier one. Right. Um, yeah, that. If we can peg one as his first one, I'd say that would definitely be one of the earliest, if not the first, mm-hmm. for sure. I believe so. Yeah. Definitely some, uh, yeah, some interesting uh, look back on the, you know. And it's a great segue for us because we go from cutting the meats to the He Is Risen episode of (laughs) the turkeys. More more meat. The turkeys. Oh, everybody loves Thanksgiving. But uh, you ever have the Y.O. Thanksgiving? Oh! (laughs) First, we have the bird. First, I fucked it up. First, we have the the scuttle. Then... (laughs) Managut. Then the managut. Oh, is it the salad and then the managut? He goes through like several things. Yeah. I I and then the up. bird. Then the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and the face Hesh is making. He's, he's like bloated just from <laughs> listening to it. And the and the uh, was the reverend. Yeah. Uh, getting, I love managut. I, I love managut. <laughs> great, great stuff. Tremendous. Um, but uh, yeah, there is a great flashback in that episode, and this is what I was saying, similar to. The um, Tony seeing the kid in the mall and then Matt Bevilacqua. So in this scene, Tony's in the kitchen. He's seeing Meadow walk up with uh, some with a bread or a something. It's so like olive loaf or something. Yeah, some type little, of bread. Maybe a little pajuta bread, a little, yeah, uh, you know. I'm not sure what's in there. It's a little uh, salami bread, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, flashes back to, obviously, to Tracy. Only a couple episodes prior. Uh, She's her got the date nut. Giving the date nut yeah. bread, right? Uh, to Tony. And uh, so Tony's seeing this uh, this little uh, mix, if you will, of, you know, seeing Meadow then to Tracy as he saw, like, that kid right. to, to... Another juxtaposition. A little, little juxtaposition there, for sure. Um, I think those ones work pretty powerful in that sense, like, showing that... It's hitting Tony in some way. He's seeing these, so these, uh, you know, Mappa Velacqua, Tracy, these young people getting, uh, you know, caught up in the, in this uh, mob life and uh, meeting their demise way earlier than they should. Right, because this is also, you know, in the middle of some of the Noah, Jackie Jr. stuff with the animosity, you know, between Meadow and uh, and Tony. So he's kind of having one of those really thinking about you know how how sensitive life is how you know fleeting it can be you know your loved ones all, all those types of things and uh just like you said a great juxtaposition of the difference between you know where his daughter is and where somebody else's daughter ended up unfortunately and i think too looking at tracy and probably her family situation her dad uh i think does she meant she mentioned maybe some uh some stuff with her background, maybe Tracy. Yeah, her mom was uh, putting. Well, she was putting out f- cigarettes on her child, and it's a repression from when, or it's repressed rage from when her mom put her hand on the, on the oven. She said, "Right, but there's something with her father, maybe." I don't know, maybe not being there, something like that, made to that effect. Yeah, if I'm f- not mistaken. I, I, I forget that, but yeah, I believe so. I Maybe. could be thinking of something else, but um, either way, I think it's definitely looking at Meadow and, you know, looking at like, you know, thinking of being there for her and maybe that Tracy didn't have that same 
uh, father figure there because they're not having a good relationship at that moment, Tony and Meadow. They're kind of uh, having a little tension there, obviously, because of, uh, you know, Tony and, uh, you know, with the, I think, the Jackie Jr. stuff. It's all, you know, he's kind of tense about it, I think. He's he's a bit worried with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he doesn't want to see Meadow end up, obviously, in a Tracy situation, which is a bit extreme. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, it's definitely something that Tony has on his mind, you know. Definitely the, I think it's the age too, definitely right, helps definitely. to fit that, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Tony's seeing at that moment. But, uh, yeah. Most definitely. Good flashback. And another episode that is uh, really pretty focused on the flashbacks in a lot of different ways, and that is uh, another fan favorite. Yeah. To save us all from Satan's power again in episode, or season three, rather, it's episode 10. And we get it kind of right out of the shoot with uh, Tony walking on the boardwalk. Asbury Park boardwalk. Right. He's walking in Funhouse. Yes, indeed. Same boardwalk. Indeed. And uh, so he has the flashback of being in the diner with Puss and Jackie. Um, And there you get Puss, yeah. Yep. At boardwalk. Yep, yep. Uh, the whole water, looking out into the water, that kind of is what triggers everything. Uh, The nice little detail I find... Because I'm one of those sickos who's obsessed with the OJ story. So one, I find I just found it interesting from that regard. Two, it's a great way to be like, yeah, we're in a flashback. We just hop back a few <laughs> years. And C, even though there is in no way a correlation between OJ and Puss, I do find it kind of interesting because here it is a trial where Puss was kind of secretly standing trial with his friends and ultimately was, you know, r- ruled guilty as he was. So which is, you know, not how it played out for OJ. So, like I said, I don't really think they were kind of playing into, hey, the similarities between OJ and Puss, but I do kind of find it kind of atmosphere similarity type of thing, just just for me personally. Like I said, I don't think it's necessarily anything that they were really going for there. Yeah. No, that's definitely definitely something there for sure. Um, I also wanted to say as well, because of the, the OJ mentioned, and some of the other bigger flashbacks, like the, uh, the the down neck, like the white rabbit, like mentioned in the '67, um, I think in the in the other one too, with the the pinky chopping off, there was something in in that in Satrials too, a baseball game or something, and I believe that too, it like that was a particular game, like that date, like that was flashing back to that date mm-hmm. in the late '60s or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, now we get OJ, so it's flashing back, obviously, into 94, 95, right? 94, yeah, 4 right? or 5. Yeah, I guess it depends Something on what like. and what part of the news cycle they were in. Because the Bronco chase was June of 94, but obviously it took a long time for everything to play out over a couple of years, I believe. So I think it was then, ni- probably 95. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, it was 95, right? Yes, was the was when the flashback went back to. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Puss in the uh, Santa suit. Right. We see, yeah, right. We see them. <laughs> well, well, they're actually, having the whole conversation the, uh, about, you know, person, having to sit down with Junior. Right. And um, he's being, they specific, Tony specifics, or Jackie and Tony specifically tell Puss, don't be moving that H no more. It's too risky after mm-hmm. Puss is complaining about, you know, uh, having to pay for Matthew, his kid. And he has another one who's going to be entering a college, which is then right. what we hear, you know, in season two. 
when Puss is complaining about you know all the troubles that he's got going on and, and all that stuff. Or, and even at the end of season one, when they're starting to think that he might be the rat, we, we start hearing that for the first time. And uh, yeah, we uh, eventually later we see part of that sit down. Or really, we see the whole sit down. There's just not much of the sit down yeah, <laughs> going right. on there at, at the beginning. Yeah, the right. Intro to it. Right at the um, uh, the hangout, which turns out to be Ralphie's, Richie's. Yes, I knew it. Yeah. The old. Right? It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, like Richie's place. It's a yeah. social club, I guess, is what it's called. Right. Right. I don't know if they really ever have a s- distinct name for it in the show, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely, where we see Ralphie and Richie and. Uh, Vito, that's where Gigi dies. Yep. So it's that Which, location. Uh, I was just going to mention Gigi because he's Junior's driver, I believe, is his position at the time. And he walks in, he's kind of like right next to Junior. Uh-huh. He's kind of like Junior's Mikey Palmese. Right. Guess, uh, right. And so it's kind of, Mikey a, it's kind of a cool way to be like, oh, so, wow, look at the progression that took which, place. Which, yeah, I think it was, I think it's a great show. And it's like, we don't get too much of Gigi. So it's like, if you really focus on that, it's like, oh, you know, he kind of really did have, right. You know, he, grew he, there. he moved around yeah. in the background before his uh, untimely shitty death. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I sh- I, I yeah. should mention I kind of skipped over before we get into the the Santa Christmas portion of the flashback when uh, they're having that conversation with Puss about not moving the H. Puss kind of you know nostalgically or kind of melancholically or uh, I don't know uh, wistfully yeah the wistfully is kind of the word I'm looking for I think looks out into the ocean he's like I always wanted a house by the water right but maybe in another lifetime you know like well, you're gonna live or not live, but that's that's <laughs> gonna, gonna be live your resting place so <laughs> yeah you got plenty of time by the water my friend oh yeah but that you're gonna lose some weight swimming <laughs> turn into a little fishy and <laughs> uh, later on is definitely a top i don't know five ten one of the more iconic just uh points in the show not necessarily the flashback, but everything that goes on with the Santa outfit and the back of the Bing and the whole thing with Bobby, which is not part yeah. of the flashback, right? right. But still, counting it because that's what we're talking yeah, about, right? Here. No, it's include. It's the point. Yeah, it's definitely a big point of the flashback that they the realization of oh wait a second, right? He could have had the wire, right? As they're pulling it out, he showed up in the suit. He had a fucking under. He already had it on. Right. And it's people debate. There is a debate about exactly, you know, when he flipped because it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint. And there's that deleted scene that goes back, which the deleted scenes that kind of uh, give extra light to certain theories. I don't know how to process those because I don't know if they decided to not use them because they thought it would be too much of a giveaway to what they were trying to be more subtle or if they did it. You know, especially later on, David Chase was screwing around with people and messing with people's heads. Oh, yeah. Or if they just decided, no, I don't like that storyline. Let's not yeah. go that way. Cut it, cut but it. <laughs> we do have, at, you know, the, if you find it on YouTube, I'm sure, a deleted scene of uh, Puss in the back room after he got arrested for moving the H in, in Vegas, like they say, the whole thing. They got him dead to rights. And yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting exactly when he was wearing the wire, but he certainly... Seems like he's wearing the wire now. He's trying to talk about business, trying to talk about uh, something with Barone sanitation, I believe. They're talking about the routes, I yeah. think, divvying up the routes. So I, my theory is, because there's that one, I think we maybe mentioned this prior, in some prior episode possibly, but uh, that Skip Lapari line that you've been, our tint, uh, you've been our, on our tit since 98. Sort of feels like that would be the 
and you know that would be the start 98 I mean to go back to 95 three years prior and he's still involved with them for three years before they're you know before he's um an actual uh form of or formal witness or, mm-hmm. you know he's like formally uh an informant informant yeah formally an informant right <laughs> so there's all there's all types of uh takes you can have on that but uh that's that's my take um but either way he's being suspicious as hell and it's obviously they you know tony flash back for a reason because he's he's trying to i think maybe in a way he's trying to reach back to make sense of something you know may make sense like all right this was justified because you know, he's been he was doing this since that fucking long like all right you know it was it was for a good reason or you know who really knows maybe yeah just thinking the the it, it's a good kind of way to circle the extent of uh, you know right it, it, it's a good kind of way to circle back to season one when they really first confront this which is nobody knows anything yeah. And th- this still kind of really is playing into that. They they you get a couple different things throughout. So, yeah, nobody knows anything. That's that's you know I I say that about just life of you know all the time. That's the whole point. Nobody knows anything about anything. Yep. I, you know, oh yeah. I'm a, I'm I'm in that group. I <laughs> wear that hat proudly. <laughs> that wraps up the yeah. season three portion of the flashbacks folks so i think so and we only get one rather uh brief one in season four and that's in uh, the white caps episode which we are watching right now by oh, the yeah. way tony's floating in that pool here comes he's talking about the chairs oh, motherfucking chairs <laughs> he came out here to bust my balls about chairs that's what you did <laughs> He's getting out of the pool. All right, we're not going to give you a play-by-play. Fuck you. It's going to cost you five five dollars. I don't know. It's yeah, it'll cost you five dollars. It's a great. It's a great cost you one. a nickel. I don't know. He's, he says yeah, something. I forget what the <laughs> what the amount, but it's the a amount great, of money yeah, is. A, it's a great line. It's, a it's also what the. I could go into a rabbit hole here, but just the the way white uh, white caps how it's all like, even though it's been unraveling, it really all completely unravels here at once. Because throughout this episode, whether it's buying white caps, this first mention of the swear jar, it's like, you know, we're still doing things as a family. We're still like, we're moving along, like not acting as if this uh, separation is uh, looming over our heads, but it just, you know, as it's been unraveling for a long time silently, it finally comes to uh, its culmination. And that is a good segue, actually, because it kind of leads into what the flashback is. And like I said, it is a very brief one. And it is after Tony has the conversation with the kids and Carmela where he eventually agrees that, all right, it's time. I'm going to move out of the house. It's better for everybody if I just find my own place to live. And Meadow uh, is upset in her room and she quickly flashes back to uh, season three when she stormed up the stairs after Noah dumped her (laughs) and she was kind of having a little uh, temper tantrum. Like, you know, is there nothing to eat in this house? (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just think that's a brief little like, oh my God, I can't believe I was, you know, being such a, such a bitch for my to my family like right. i had it so good and i'm just complaining about this and in comparison to this moment right. by the way i just like to point right out now. you see the toblerone oh there it is i just i don't know i don't know if there's anything in the white caps episode when tony and carmella are arguing in the uh this the, the beach house i guess it is as tony's like leaning over the counter you see a toblerone on the counter and i don't think there's really any 
connection to it. I just happen to think it's a prop that they had on hand and then they... You like Toblerone? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't fucking, I don't know how many times I've had them, actually. Not on. They're fucking delicious. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've had them. I Oof, say. I'm addicted to them. I, I Keep them say. away from me. I will devour them like Tony. Or like Christopher, actually. <laughs> More like Christopher, probably, because yeah. he was like, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is there a, a Toblerone <laughs> equals a demise theme here? Because the Toblerone's present when we we come to the realization that Tony B's about to get it because he just killed Angelo. Now they're about to really come to blows here. No, that's way too big of a reach. I don't believe in that at all. I just think it's funny that the Toblerone is there. <laughs> it's really so it. you break you break the Toblerone open. You You're know, breaking this, my heart, this... Tony. Relationships breaking like a Toblerone. Tony breaks the wall when he punches through it. It's all right there. It's you got there. the Nutella it's on the there. counter. It's like oh. that's the spackle to the Toblerone. <laughs> Man, if the Toblerone, some Ritz, the, some Ritz crackers, because he's going to the Ritz uh, Carlton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where's he? No, he goes. He, he goes to the plaza. He, oh man, I, you had me for a second because if he went to the Ritz. <laughs> With the Toblerone right there, that could have been like, wait a second, oh, but no, yeah, he goes. That would have that would have been something. Yeah, that would have been uh, some for sure. Whoa, boy! <laughs> the Toblerone at the Ritz Carlton Hotel. It was the Toblerone all time, D. <laughs> Oof, madam. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so let's catapult right into season five there, because again, like we said, the that that flashback for Meadow is really pretty brief, and I think. If you would agree, I think that's really just kind of what she's feeling there. Just some... Yeah. I, I had it so good. I had it so easy. Now look at it. Yeah, it's just... I mean, this is like... Yeah, right. And it's just like, oh, I was just complaining about like nothing to eat in the house. It's like, oh, look, my parents are right. divorcing right now. No, Ooh, I really this, got some this shit is to serious, complain about. Right? Serious yeah. shit. But um, yeah, it was a great little flashback. For any flashback moment for to go back to it for Meadow, I think it was definitely definitely worked for that moment mm-hmm. to uh, emphasize that. Yes. And then in season five and uh, all happy families, we have another brief. Uh, we have a couple of flashbacks in this one. The first one is a brief one, but it's re- such a great one. This one is, see, so I was saying before that already one was like maybe my first or second favorite. This one might be my first just because of like, I don't know, something about it. I don't know why compared to some of the other ones. There's actually, you know what, there's, well, there's one more later on actually that might take my first spot but this but they, yeah, the it's definitely, definitely in the mix for me of my top favorite flashbacks here but uh carmella um going into the house with groceries right and then all of a sudden just turn hears or she hears a young anthony saying uh was it look at me mommy something like that mm-hmm. right mommy mommy right look at, and, me. Ah, look at me and he's zipping down the driveway in his uh little tricycle going uh heading down uh to uh the cul-de-sac there and uh you get a younger looking carmella because i don't know what they just uh, i guess the clothes and yeah, the, the hair, hair they, they did they, the ponytail. they made her like look straight they gave her like a soccer mom outfit early like 90s white, yeah white just, shirt and jeans and just that anthony yep. you know anthony! She, my god it just and then just Great. that that jolt back it um Again, another one of those gut punch type uh, flashbacks I felt for that because it just like, and then she steps inside too, and I think she's kind of she she feels a little jolted from from yep. that uh, you know definitely um, that uh, changing of time for sure mm-hmm. definitely hit her at that moment. But it's um, 
you know, it's one of those, like I was saying, uh, the more realistic flashbacks, I feel like. That felt like it was so quick and just, you know, I feel like those are some of the flashbacks that you get in real life. You look at something, right. you something happens, and, you know, you just look and it's just, boom, just uh, hit you like that. I'm you know? sure mothers and fathers have had thousands of flashbacks just like that. Sure. Especially sure. as they, you know, parent, their children start getting a little bit older, leaving the nest, get walking into a more quiet home. Definitely. Yeah, I am, yeah. I'm sure. And that definitely, sure, that definitely, I think, was uh, part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. was definitely Carmela feeling a little lonely and, yeah. Another cool one in this episode is the flashback Tony has when he's kind of arguing with Feech because he's playing catch up with him for the second time. I love this. Yes, it's 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 another powerful one, and uh, it's from a scene that we see, which kind of makes it cool. Here, telling you now. (laughs) (laughs) Since when's a man gotta ask permission to apply his trade? Uh, he's great he really is yeah, does such a great job show. such a short character in terms of uh, how long he's in the show yeah does yeah. definitely leaves a lasting impression like he he's only in like three four five episodes something like that and he feels like he's in like the whole season but he he's not he gets out of there pretty early on I think this is season this is episode four and this is when i think tony ultimately decides to pull the maneuver this, this was yeah this right. was the moment with the, right. the flashback actually in particular was right the, with the, the, was the deciding the, point exactly when he flashes back to earlier in the season when uh tony is having or enters the card game and he's has the the stupid joke about the uh the boeing what is it three four seven forty seven yeah and uh everybody's cracking up a, uh um what is it? You cross a uh, accountant with a Boeing, so, uh, or what do you write? Cross an account with an airplane, a boring seven forty seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there. the joke? Yes. Yeah. And uh, boring. Not everyone's boring. cracking up. Everyone's <laughs> cackling. <laughs> so funny, Tony. Uh, and then you see in the background, which we don't, you you vaguely see. <laughs> <laughs> you see Paulie <laughs> fucking just... right. That's tremendous. <laughs> Tremendous! Just, it's a great gift too. Is his head just yeah. cutting through? Just that fucking everybody else's life. Just like <laughs> recently used that as a pretty good meme on the old uh, Sopranos world page. Forgot exactly what it was, but nevertheless, we we get the uh, the clear shot, which we see a little bit more, uh, you know, vague initially when we see this scene. But we get the clear shot of Feech buttering the bread butter in the roll and looking at tony like i'm gonna drive this knife through <laughs> you <head. laughs> and oh, yeah. uh yeah right tony Feech jolts out of the flashback you know has he learned nothing from ralph uh from, from richie from richie, richie april yeah, right. and uh they decide right then and nip there it in the bud yep nip it in the bud so a couple of really strong flashbacks in uh all happy families for sure yeah yeah, that's great. And um it's not a uh, flashback, but later on obviously you get the Chris moment where he's panning around the room, everybody laughing at him, and you get the chilling moment of Tony with the cigar uh-huh. looking at him. Very similar moment. Not a flashback, but yes, a very similarly done moment and uh thought worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. That they do that they do that same, yeah. That, yeah. that panning of the laughing and yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Yep. And then into in Camelot. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> Don't you love Fran Felstein? Everybody does. It's Halloween time. Oh, she's here to spook you. Spooky season, huh? Spooky season. Um, but uh, Tony is with Melfi, complaining about Johnny Boy living with uh, Fran for periods of time when he was alive. 
and then uh, they reminisced to when uh, Livia lost her pregnancy, and uh, they couldn't find Johnny Boy anywhere, and he was with uh, Fran, having a good time. <laughs> oh, Anthony, what is it? <laughs> was uh, oh, he says right, yeah. He's like, ah, oh, mom's in the hospital. Yeah, that young Tony actor too. They got that. They uh, feel like they definitely tried to get that same uh, look with uh, Michael Gandolfini for mm-hmm. the Many Saints. So that was that was definitely the look they were modeling after. Right, I feel as like opposed that, to some of the other I feel like even Antonis. the shirt was like a same style shirt as he wears in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, not to get too sidetracked here. That whole movie is a flashback. Hey, oh. Hey, oh, <laughs> what do you uh, know? But uh, Or prequel, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But, um, yeah, we get Fran uh, in the background, right, uh, talking to uh, Johnny Boy. You know, Tony hears him on the phone. but uh, So he knows that uh, Johnny Boy's fucking around, but uh, he's nowhere to be found. And uh, Tony helps cover up for Johnny Boy mm-hmm. when he finally does make it to the hospital. And uh, she says, oh, you're probably out uh, with your gumas or whatever. And uh, he says, no, no, he was, uh, what was he? They were at the the Yankee game and the car broke down and they had to stop at uh, Uncle, one of the, I forget, one of the uncle's house, Uncle Tommy, Uncle Joe. Okay, you know. oh, um, they had to stop at somebody's house. I forget, I forget the character. It's not a character that we've ever met. Mike Blanken right now in the, uh, in the dialogue at the moment. Uncle Jimmy. We're at Uncle Jimmy's, Ma. Yeah. Yeah, we're at Uncle Jimmy's, Ma. That's what Tony says to Livia when uh, Johnny Boy says, Lee, you don't believe me. Yes, Kim. (laughs) We're at Jimmy's, I swear. It's Tony. And And the look he gives Tony, too, is like eyes are bugging out when he turns back to him like, you lie for me, kid. Like, (laughs) he's just like... (laughs) We're at Uncle Jimmy's, Ma. Just like, yeah. Great stuff, but uh, definitely also puts Tony in that uh, uneasy moment oh, yeah. as a younger kid. Like, uh, definitely put into a position that, uh, you know, he didn't maybe particularly want to be in. But <laughs> and it's it's weird because he kind of goes back and forth. He's really angry at Johnny at the beginning, but then he kind of kind of doesn't seem to feel like he holds most of the blame. It, it's a weird. You get a real insight into kind of the the difficulty of setting blame at the foot of your parents sometimes it's a really hard to come to terms with even though yeah. he's you know he he said he, she could have fucking died yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he he is angry but at the he's, same time he he kind of lets him off the hook exactly yeah it's like his um the way he i guess perceives the whole situation is definitely interesting to uh but I, I, yeah i forget exactly the way he words it to melfi but he he definitely you know kind of lets her lets her off the hook yeah and that brings us to the big tearjerker <laughs> of the episode of, of the episode's a big tearjerker not necessarily some of the flashbacks but eh, one or two maybe mm, yeah. and that is uh long-term parking oh yeah we have a uh, a quick one early on in the episode i think right when maybe right when it starts out. yeah if either right when it starts or maybe a scene or two and it's at the very beginning of the episode and it's again a, a brief one of uh philly sitting in uh sitting in one of the new york hangouts and he gets a uh flashback into you see his view of the tony b shooting of his brother uh philly he gets he's kind of looking at himself in the <laughs> mirror kind of combing his hair and all of a sudden you know billy kind of screams out and the, sh- the gunshots fire and uh Yes, unfortunately, Philly's sitting there 
bleeding, crying, hysterical, and uh, cuts back to him. And then it just cuts. That's that's it. Cuts back into a different scene, and that's the end of it for what we see of that flashback. So Billy Stewin. It's sad when they go with a young like that. So sad when they go so young. (laughs) So sad. But yes, when they uh, go. (laughs) We uh, early on the episode we are reminded as this quest for uh johnny or tony b is playing out we are reminded that philly is still stewing over this death oh yeah and then that brings us 47 he was a fucking kid it was a fucking kid and yes that brings us to a another flashback in that episode yeah when the feds take aiden it flashes back to the club when she's explaining the uh murder of uh murder of matouche uh Matouche committed the uh, one guy he ripped off with the drugs. They uh, stab him a bit and uh, dispose of his body in the, uh, you know, the water because the club is right there in the water. Such a, you know, great spot to be, you know. Mob club, you know, you got dumped the body. Just, oh, take it out back. Hey. Throw it in the fucking water. Real quick. No, no problems. <laughs> no problem. Wash your hands. Um, but, yes, so a kind of uh, a scene that we don't see played out as it actually happens but aid is explaining it and that is really what you know she really didn't stand a chance outside of when she initially didn't say anything or just deciding to keep her mouth shut in due time she didn't really stand a chance in turn and you know what let's be real they probably would have done her in after she came out of jail because they don't believe that you keep your mouth shut anyway so there's a really good chance she really had very little chance of survival but Oh yeah. When they catch her with this nail in the coffin, she's yeah. she's a goner. This was a bad move on Aid's part, uh, but you know what? She had, and that's usually what happens when they're trying to catch you for something. You slip up somewhere else, and that's how they get you. Yeah, I think people not that probably, they're really out for her here, but you get the point. Yeah, yeah. I think people would probably argue against it because she did turn rat and whatnot. But I think Aid herself she had a good heart i think she had good intentions and she was really a you know honest and good-hearted person despite having to be a rat and go that route i think she she was a good person i think even in that situation but too she was like she even felt bad for him like and then obviously a little did he seem he's he's religious (laughs) he sends money back to his family for a boy's school i thought he's very very religious i was very impressed with that (laughs) it's very impressive (laughs) yeah it's It's just a great line a little you know all right so a little uh you know a little naive yeah on the aids part more than a little because this is more than a little this is a bit of murder you know but (laughs) not only that because this is this is the point of heightened worries about you know uh the middle east and you know things like that and she's basically saying i'm too stupid to realize that this guy is sending money back home for (laughs) some type of like army weapons school training for war like she just laid it completely out there and she's just like what like i thought that that, that's great isn't it right yeah yeah, yeah. so they're definitely not looking at it the same right she's she's as naive as can be unfortunately and that's The the FBI prey on that the entire time that they have, you know, they lie to her a whole bunch of times. They lie to her throughout this entire process. I mean, you can't really fully prove it, but they don't call 
a lawyer. They don't. I don't believe for one second. Yeah, San Severino has rolls her eyes when she brings her the coffee or tries to bring her the coffee and says, "Oh, they're backed up. We've left them three messages. They didn't leave them shit. No, they no. were letting uh, eight rot until she wanted to bust out and couldn't take it anymore. Right. And that's kind of what no, happened. No, no, it's it's absolutely a tactic. To, yeah, uh, you know, let them stew until they, you know, finally spill right because the, they spill the beans. Uh, it's very know. much a real tactic from yeah. absolutely right. So yeah. And uh, later in the episode, we get another flashback. This is kind of a sad one, kind of a cool one, kind of a... It's kind of interestingly shoehorned in there right before all the fun begins between Tony and Tony B. (laughs) But... uh, And it's weird because it's a flashback to like a not... To a maybe recent time. And then way far and then, back. Yeah, it's a weird... It's a double weird, flash. Yeah, it's a it's weird, weird sequence. Flashback, but it's... Tony's sitting in the back. He's smoking a cigar. And uh, he then flashes back to probably just a couple episodes prior when they're at the upstate house and sitting on the porch. Or the thing also I question, is it a, even a flashback or is it like maybe some... Just a dream. Like a... Like a what you would call it... Uh, yeah, maybe like a sort of date, like you know, want like you know what he wants, you right, know, like, right, right, right. Because it is at the exact house and right. place where he does shoot Tony. B. I'd so. never thought of that, so I'd say it's possible, but I would still lean but towards I, flashback because of the second one that we see. Exactly right, because right. it goes to that, and then to the earlier uh, one. Up, oh, yep. There's a Meadows flashback on the TV right now. Yes, yep. now she's crying, thinking to herself, "What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? They got a divorce because of me." Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, with the Tony B, right, it flashed back to them sitting on the porch, uh, just, you know, as they were at that age and then flashes back to them as teenagers. You see, I believe it's the same actor that was playing Tony mm-hmm. in that, that, uh, lying to Livia about Jimmy's, um, and then young Tony B actor with guns, you know, going, uh, shooting, hunting and, uh. Unfortunately, that's how Tony B meets his demise with that uh, one of the same looking type of shotgun or yes. rifle. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, a bit of sadness in that flashback because of the the weight of it and what Tony realizes he has to do. And right. uh, Tony reminiscing back on his, uh, on his cousin that uh, he wished uh, could have had a better outcome in his I, life. You know? I would say because of what we were kind of talking about, about like how it plays out. And like I said, kind of, I mean... I understand why he's thinking about these things because he's like really coming to like the end of the line here. Like I got to do it or I got to give him up or do it myself. But it's kind of like we said, the way you kind of the sequencing of it. And there's something about it that feels like a little awkward to me about it in terms of like, you know, the way some other flashbacks fit in. Yeah. Like for instance, the next flashback we see, yeah, which is, this was a, yeah, as good as it gets. This this was one that they, argued to have cut out of long-term parking i don't quote me on this i i don't don't know if it was drea or stevie or maybe even chase himself ultimately decided against it as well but they had filmed this scene i believe during long part long-term parking the particular flashback uh, this would be in the ride when chrissy tells tony about adriana going Mm -hmm. uh, being uh, a rat Yes. I had recently read uh, Drea De Mateo. She did a uh, interview and I had recently read. She said, I believe it was her and even uh, Michael 
went okay but and she like, was yeah, but right, she was right. really the leading force and she was really and her argument was basically that if we show this conversation everybody's going to know what's going to happen to adrian and it's going to ruin the moment right. which she would be 100 percent uh correct about because mm-hmm. uh it completely would have ruined the moment it completely gives it away and uh, i've spoken about on this podcast before i think a lot of people say they saw it coming at different points in the episode but i was i didn't pick up on it too late i mean i knew ultimately at some point she wasn't gonna last but i just didn't really see it coming then um so yeah if i had if you see that scene though you're like okay well we know where this is going (laughs) but um the way the way it plays out in that episode the way they put it in in the middle of coming out of the restaurant after they uh, have their run with the vipers and um (laughs) it's kind of also done really well because the episode ends with christopher and tony kind of having that awkward exchange in the basement and it's kind of like yeah, their their relationship is like really falling apart here, and that yeah, was a but that really that big... seemed like the last that with the vipers and everything. That was like kind of one like of the, the last, last kind of touching right. moments, really kind of uh, you know, and almost, ride, riding together in that uh, it, sense. And it's almost like <laughs> literal the ride. That was like the right. yeah, the last ride together. I think that it, uh, before that the their last ultimate ride. You know, Chrissy. Uh, yeah. which chrissy's fate we all know which is a another perfect segue into the episode of the next flashback which also plays a lot into the you know tension between christopher and tony and that is kaisha who of course is not real and the fake uh identity that was given by christopher (laughs) to julianne uh right juliana juliana yes julie but which is funny because that's her real name her real name julianne juliana right in the show always always messes me up nice twist there yes nicely done chase let's just throw an a on it right but the uh the flashback that we see is of juliana and she is uh flashing back to when she kind of has her first introduction with christopher which really isn't the first but it's the first time she really is aware of christopher where christopher was you know kind of smitten by uh as soon as he saw her when tony earlier in the episode tony christopher and silvio were sitting outside of satrials and they kind of see yeah. her approaching from afar <laughs> when uh she wants like, to oh she's coming this way yeah <laughs> she she initially wants to talk with tony about the uh, jamba juice offer and uh a little quick side note jamba douche yeah a little quick douche. side note that i because just recently i was watching that episode a nice little subtle play on what was going on by the writers and david chase and everybody you have a line by uh juliana in the middle of that conversation she has with tony where she says her parents you know were she grew up in binghamton her parents owned a catering company and she says you know that just wasn't for her she couldn't see herself serving uh salisbury steak for the next 30 years mm-hmm. and the next scene uh Vito is in the diner with Johnny Cakes ordering up some of those Johnny Cakes and over and some of the sausages. Oh, in house. Uh, yeah, we make them in house. And uh over Johnny Cakes's shoulder hanging over the wall on the plate is uh Salisbury steak special on the menu. Yes, sir. The plate menus that they have on the very refined establishment <laughs> up there. But yes, back to the topic at hand. It's funny. I was looking up a Salisbury steak cuz I was like, I don't know if I ever had one yeah i think i had one like when i was young but it's i don't think it's actually steak it's like ground meat yeah it's made into steak shape so it's a it's a fake steak a whole different experience it's a fake fucking steak oh what do you know it's like a skirt steak but worse (laughs) 
No skirt. <laughs> no skirt on the steak. What the fuck? Give shit. Uh, so yes, we the, the the meeting between or the AA meeting is playing out is the, as a flashback, uh, where Juliana and Christopher meet each other. Juliana, we see her explaining her the entire uh kind of incident that she had with tony which led her i don't know if it led her to that in particular meeting but that's at least what she's sharing in that meeting yeah and uh that's after the meeting ends christopher meets her outside and chris i think he just uses the share as an excuse to start the conversation because like i said he's eyeing her from the moment he sees her especially he already knows that tony's already because they were talking about it at that at the table and uh it's funny because they have a little conversation they start hitting it off let's uh, you want to go grab some coffee on this little dive joint over here and of course it cuts and they're doing it in the car right in the diner parking lot so and that is the beginning or that is that is that is the beginning sounding like fish gas a fish a post gasping for air there i was trying to do the uh uh fuck guy from spongebob no the thing from uh oh my crash bandicoot the uh oh, the yeah, mask. yeah 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 Good I, yeah <laughs> some shit like that i don't know i can't reproduce somebody that will get it i can't reproduce that one <laughs> but yes so that is kaisha so uh, again a couple interesting flashbacks going on back to back and uh some not back-to-back episodes, but close to each other because it all definitely plays into the Tony Christopher relationship, the demise of it all, and the tension, the rising tension. Like you said, we have their kind of last hurrah. This is kind of a little bit of the final dagger. Not really, because Cleaver is the final dagger, no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> very much. So, but yeah. but it's all it's all there. It's it's definitely uh, their relationships on the decline. They're mm-hmm. they're. His uh, Tony's trust for Chris and Chris knowing he's kind of weaseling around Tony in a way, even though it's like, come on, you know, Tony would have fucking done the same thing to me. So it's like, kind of like, you know, hey, Chris is just, yeah, it's getting, just an ego thing. Chris is just getting his, and it's like, yeah. you know, Tony's just fucking being jealous about it because it's definitely- obviously, I think, because of uh, his bit of an infatuation with uh, Juliana as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, definitely jealousy and, uh, High level toxicity from Tony here. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, so we go on to Sopranos home movies. A big one. Getting big into the downhill here. Uh, the, just a couple left for you folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The episode starts with the flashback. It starts with the flashback to the end of episode uh, to the season five, Madam. Um, which. Uh, Blanking on the name here. After long term parking is uh all due All I can think of is Glad Tidings, no. which is the song, not the episode title. I'll look for it as you continue on with your dissertation. Anywho, it's a flashback to uh Tony meeting with uh Johnny Sack and um obviously uh the FBI shows up for Johnny Sack and Tony takes a mad dash into the snow, throwing his gun and this is the flashback we get is uh, Tony throwing the gun and then a young uh, teenage boy finding the gun, which I, I, I at least find that scene like funny because Tony throwing the gun, obviously the, the weight of the gun going into the snow, it's going to make that 
nice gun imprint. Perfect. It's just it's just like a nicely just perfect gun imprint. Like that kid walks over, just like, whoa, is that a gun? Like <laughs> perfect, just uh, you know. And uh, the episode title but, is or or he or he respect. the kid uh, or he was watching. He was watching Tony through his window right, and then throw the gun, so that's it. how he knew it. Right, mm-hmm. that's how he knew it was there. Right, a little shniveling bastard. Uh, then, uh, but yes, all due respect, the episode name for you of uh, the finale of season five. All due respect, right? Yes. Yeah, that's I. I thought so. Yeah, yes. all due respect. Right. Res- so all due respect, right? That Sopranos home movie flashback. To all due respect <laughs> to that gun, which comes back to. Bite Tony in the ass a little bit because it gives him a little legal trouble. That mm-hmm. kid, uh, obviously, that gun was uh, traced back to a murder, right? That's how it was, right? Because the, the gun right, had the hollow they, point bullets. Or the hollow point, right? Is Right. Because, was, or maybe that was more of the. Yeah, because later in the episode, when they're going up to the, to the house upstate, Janice gets off the phone, tells Bobby, if you got any hollow point bullets, you get rid of them right now. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right. But yeah, which is yeah, hollow point, big issue. Uh, that's a big no-no. Uh, so uh, definitely was a big problem for Tony at that moment. Uh, but then uh, right the uh, then he obviously he gets off. But uh, right. So it's kind of an interesting way mink, to set up a storyline that doesn't a, really play out too. Great Leia Mink. Um, right. But. Uh, how did uh, that and uh, I guess Mink just gets him off, right? That was just Mink just talking. Oh, this kid was uh, impressing his friends, shooting bottles, and doing this and that. And could have been Santa Claus just, who dropped. Could have, that he could have been Santa Claus, right? That's 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 what I was thinking of. Yeah, Anthony, some great lawyering right Claus. there. Some great lawyering. Right. Better call Mink. Better call Mink. <laughs> so it leads us to our last. You. Yes, the Flashbacks. last the last two here, which, and um, uh, well, last two episodes at least. Which one is uh, what we are naming this episode? Of course, because uh, hey, a flashback is uh, when you remember when, right? Hell, the lowest form of conversation. Sorry, hey, folks. sorry, folks. But what are you uh, gonna do? That's what you get. And Tony, that's what you get when you fall in love <laughs> with some gabagool heads. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. It's the fine musical musings of Tyler. Thank you. That's terrible. It was wonderful. And uh, we get uh, Tony and Polly in Remember When. They're watching the investigation uh, taking place. Uh, They're digging up uh, the old house where Tony and Polly whacked Willie Overall in a Labor Day in 1982. (laughs) And, you mowed uh, your bones, kid. <laughs> you made your bones with that prick. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah very, a very quick flashback. A very quick flashback, and a very uh, another one of those kind of it leaves you a little uneasy because it's just you know you kind of got the little you get bloody Willie overall. You got the kind of light swaying mm-hmm. above him, and then uh, just like voice. a second of uh, Paulie and Tony digging up the hole to bury him. And that's the whole thing. Get the back. shovel, kid. Get right? That's shovel. what he says. I think so. Start yeah. digging, kid. Something Start, like some, that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. And um. So that's setting up. Uh, right there, uh, investigating on this Willie overall murder. Mm-hmm. And then kind of uh, the encapsulated episode with that storyline because it kind of starts and ends. Definitely. In this episode. Yeah. And then their whole travel down 
down to Florida, have a little, uh, you know, a little vacation, uh, you know, just uh, running away from, uh, you know, the FBI. <laughs> oh. A little vacation. A little yeah. hideout. They're laminate. Yeah, they're laminate. And, a little tour uh, on the way to paradise. I, <laughs> a little detour on the way to paradise. <laughs> well, well, I always love, well, first of all, you know, Chevy Chase, whatever happened to that prick. <laughs> but, but then I forget where he says, um, I forget what, you know, Tony says to him, you know, like, remember when we were down, like, you know, on so-and-so? And Paulie uh, goes, hey, 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 those hillbilly whores. Hillbilly whores. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best whores in the entire <laughs> show, if you ask me. It's definitely, yeah, it's way up there. It's it's a passed up one for sure. Those hillbilly whores. <laughs> it's just said with much class. The great, oh, man. Late, I, great Tony Sirico. It almost sounds like an animation. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the so great. Billy Hughes. All right. But uh, so, yeah, so they're, they're finally down there in Florida. And uh, Tony, at this point, he's had enough of Paulie. He's really annoyed with him. He knows deep down he's responsible. Still going back for the Ginny Sack joke that got back to Johnny Sack when he was in the uh, when Paulie was in the can. Um, setting off a whole chain of reaction of shit. Right. And he's been really annoyed with him from during the fourth this entire... season. It's, it's, right. <laughs> so it's, right. It's well, long almost gone. even from Pine, from Pine Barrens, I think, is the first time we really see it with the oh, yeah, mayonnaise, yeah, yeah. mayonnaise on your chin. But uh, it's yeah. really, it kind of stays there until, you know, back end of season four stuff. Mm-hmm. And then five and six, it really starts to pick up. And in this episode, the whole episode, he's, Polly doesn't shut up. He's telling people about his life story. We're supposed right. to be on, we're supposed to be keeping it low. Supposed he's supposed to be on the telling, land. Yeah, he's telling the the Shadrul on the buffet line, his entire <laughs> life story. He's laughing it up with the girls. Tony goes out on the, yeah. on his, on his porch, on his little balcony in the hotel. Sees him laughing at yeah, night. He, he hears some cackling <laughs> at the highest level Paulie cackle there is. And uh, <laughs> Paulie, or Tony rather, at this point, I think he's really about like at a 50 50. He's, he's on the precipice of crossroads here <laughs> at this point. Enormous crossroads. Yeah. And uh, they go out into the boat. And as they're leaving the dock, Paulie kind of looks back at the dock and he gets a quick flashback to Puss on the boat when they shot him because he's thinking. Uh, this is about to be this me. Is this is feeling very familiar. Yep, feels very similar. Of it's course, feeling all too familiar, T. Of course, that does not happen. But as we see on the boat, you know, Paulie or Tony, rather, he's really thinking about it. He, he sees they got the they got a machete or, or something there to you know cutting up the fish. I I, I guess it is some type it's of. It's like a little or no, he's got like a it's like a hatchet act. I yeah, think, is what he's going something. for. It's like yeah, it's got a little maybe kind of hatchet. It might be it. Uh, is there a bat there too? Is he kind of like? Is there a couple there's, things there? There, there are yeah, a couple different yeah. weapons. I there. think it's like a, yeah, a little bludgeoning bat. Yeah, yeah, bludgeoning the fish to death and uh, flopping. Right, <laughs> we'll see you flopping around down there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. This uh, this particular one also, I was saying uh, a later flashback that was uh, top favorite. This one was definitely uh, up there. The uh, Pauly in that moment, it feels very. Like, uh, it's like, damn, oh my God, is this uh, the end of Polly right here? Kind of just seeming a little too real at that moment um, for him to be flashing back to, you know. Yeah. He's, I, he's getting worried. The tension is, uh, you know, really cut there. it with a knife. Uh, yeah, it is a tense, tense moment. I think a well done flashback to set up that, uh, you know, what he's feeling. Yes. And. 
the last one that we have for you, and again, if we missed one and you are smarter than us and you are able to pinpoint it, please let You're us know. Smarter than a Sopranos fan. Hell, <laughs> by all means, DM us on our uh, Sopranos World Twitter. Uh, let us know what it was that we missed. But again, the final one that we have for you is in Blue Comet, and it is a uh, a pretty well known uh, one, and that is when Tony and uh rather tony flashes back when he's laying in bed thinking about you know the war that's going on and thinking about you know he he grabs the gun and he's thinking about just everything that's going on right now in his life and he flashes back to when in soprano's home movies paulie or rather madon uh, <laughs> when bobby and bobby. and tony are on the boat doing a little fishing and bobby says to tony in regards to you know being shot probably don't even hear it when it happens right and uh, you know i i this is really running through tony's head because right the, the most that we've ever seen so the most that's really conceivably taking place in his life his his life is really in in jeopardy right now yeah so i think these things are really going through his head more so than ever and uh yeah it's a very kind of powerful moment because Everything that's going on with Tony in that moment being in the dark room at the bed with his clothes on like that, uh, with the gun, and kind of, kind of as a fan, just like makes you say like, "Oh shit!" Like, how long have they been planning this? You you know what I mean? Like, how many hints have they been dropping along the way? Like, if you if you hadn't caught on already, you're like, "Oh my god, what?" Mm -hmm. So uh, it really, really gives an end times feel and in saying to those gut punch type flashbacks it felt like the last gut punch you get uh it's the last flashback you get um so i really feel like it's such a strong one you know to really hit the nail on the head there like oh mm-hmm. you know especially because we only had just recently seen bobby get and murdered. just right just lost bobby so that this uh death is floating over everybody's heads it's you know it's coming but uh or maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, that's well, right. That's a, a, and, uh, that's a different you know, episode for you, folks. A, you know, that's and, a whole um, other thing. Yeah, maybe sooner rather than later, we'll get into some fun finale stuff for you. And and that this particular line, this flashback of this line, is very much quoted uh, when people are speaking of the mm-hmm. very uh, last scene. Before we get to that last scene, though, actually, we got after the flashbacks, we get one more flash forward to uh, end out this uh, little podcast episode when Tony's walking into Holston's in the final, final scene. There is a flash forward, if you will, when he steps in, he sees the empty booth that he's going to be in and then flashes back to him and then flash forward. He's in the booth, jacket off, sitting down, putting, uh, looking through the jukebox, and that is... That is where we'll leave this episode off, I think. But uh, uh, Yes, we uh, we appreciate you sticking with us, as always. Hopefully, we'll have another one for you shortly. We'll be back. There's no doubt about that. We'll be back. It's just a matter of when. You know, The Sopranos took really long gaps in between seasons, so we're just we're picking off of their yeah. inspiration. We're like a blue comet. We come back around. Every once in a while. <laughs> So, folks, you stay safe out there. If you don't yep. hear from us before Halloween, you're going to have to do us both a very big favor, okay? I have to make it one point of this. You all have to do your best with Sopranos-themed costumes. Yeah. 
Pick any characters you want. I do not care. I love them all. So does Dan. Be and, a gabagool if you wish. Yeah, bring be the gabagool. Be be who be Cosette. <laughs> be Cosette. <laughs> be Salvitro. Be Tony. Be Carmela. Anybody you want to be, just do it. Take pictures. Send it to us. If you dress up as Cosette, you're getting a major retweet. You're getting a double <laughs> retweet. We're gonna retweet it, unretweet it, then retweet it again, just so everybody can see it more than once. And yes, we would love to. Uh, we did this last year. All the Sopranos pages get get in on the fun. Yeah. I think it's uh, it was really cool last year seeing a lot of different fans taking a on. lot. There were a lot yeah, last tons. year. Uh, I don't know. Be I can imagine. Many. I can imagine there are more this year. I you hope think there's so? more this year. I, I, I only thought listening get dressed. Get, I only get your shit ready. I only thought there might be more last time, just because the resurgence was a little bit more of a new thing last year. But it hasn't died out at all, so no, very well. Could, I think it's you know going strong. Right. Either way, be sure to show us what you did. Send it to our Twitter, DM us, tag us, whatever it is, and we will uh, be sure to tweet it out there. So. All the happy Sopranos fans can appreciate your glorious costume work. Absolutely. All righty, folks. You stay yeah. safe. Be careful in that with that. Uh, what's in that candy? All right. All the best. Yeah. Don't Just, eat. Uh, don't eat any candy that's got a needle sticking out of it. No. Very suspicious. Well, I, I learned mean, that the hard way. Unless it's got some uh, good, uh, you know, good drugs, because drugs are expensive. Ho! Oh. Good night, everybody. All right.